I am Liz Wright. Welcome to Live Your Best Life. The only thing that matters now is living by the power of this wonderful new creation life. We're going to become an undefeatable force of radiating glory and we are rising up strong now in this hour. Hi, welcome to Live Your Best Life with me, Liz Wright. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today's show is going to be very empowering. So fasten your seatbelts. <laughs> you, you are probably going to be stretched in what you hear. But the person that's going to be sharing with me today, joining me for today's conversation, is a father of the prophetic movement internationally. He is respected and a father to many, many, a mentor to many, many leaders around the world. He really is very dear to myself and my husband, Wesley. We have known him for a long time now and trust him and the integrity of his life. The fruit is evident. And uh, he very much is a friend of Jesus. So with all of that said, I just want to honor and welcome my guest, my friend, really onto today's show, Gary Beaton. It's so good to have you with us, Gary. Oh, thank you, Liz. It is a joy. It's such a great joy to be with you. Uh, great honor. My goodness. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. And we love you, Gary. And we so honor your voice, particularly in this hour, in such serious times, what you carry, not only of your rich, long history with Jesus, but the constant current revelation that you have as you share your life with him. You know, and, and right now it's so needed. The prophetic perspective is so needed. Mm. So what I wanted to start with today, Gary, really was to ask you about some of the revelation that you carry with regards to the blood, the authority and the power of the blood of Jesus. Because I know you've had lots of experiences and prayer journeys, very significant prayer journeys down the years where the Lord has taught you through encounter and experience and from the word of God some of these profound principles that have played out through these, these different assignments that you've been on so it obviously right now to empower the family worldwide you know it's so important we understand the blood the authority of the believer and the, because of the authority of the blood of Jesus and what he's done for us so could we jump in and can I just ask you to start there would you share with us what the Lord has shown you Sure, Liz. Um, many years ago, the Lord had me uh, begin at the same time. He had me begin to search the word for every scripture on the blood. Life is in the blood. Uh, at the same time, he had me start taking communion every single day. This was back in the 90s. Um, and, and so that over time, that revolutionized my life. And it was to equip me so I could equip others, but it would take me on these journeys. It would take me on journeys um, of redemption. Um, actually, the blood holds the greatest power of the universe. It, it is absolutely the finished work of the cross. Uh, not only uh, gave us life and gave us redemption, salvation, but it paved the way for everything else that um, God was going to do in the earth. You know, it says in Revelation 12, 11, it says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. The blood holds the greatest power. Um, it is the love of God. It is the love of God that he would lay down his life willingly. He laid down his life. That was the greatest expression of God's love was the cross. So, 
Um, it's fantastic. And he began teaching me principles. He, I began having encounters. He began teaching me principles of the blood and how to apply it, how to activate it, you know, um, and so uh, I would encourage people, if, if you're not taking communion, because it always takes me back to the cross. You know, I still take it most every day, and I sup with him. That's the way I see it. He stands at the door knocking, wanting to come in and sup with us. And that's the way I see it, is getting to take time to sup with him. Um, and drink him in. It's a way of actually drinking in the very power um, of the cross. Uh, honestly, something tangible takes place um, when we uh, that helps to transform us. I believe from glory to glory as yeah. as we do this. Um, along with the principles of redemption, he taught me uh, about the power of loosing the blood. He's uh, especially as an intercessor, as a warrior. You know, I'm a prayer warrior from the beginning. I came to the Lord in the early 70s and and I was always an intercessor. He raised me up to to war and um to stand in the gap and believe. Um this is for healing, of course it is. By his stripes we're healed. Um it is for healing. It's for a number of things. It's, it has the power to redeem time, to alter time, literally to buy back and to change the course of history. Um, um, he taught me in loosing the blood, and this is something fierce, something, um, and you can feel the authority in it. You know, he says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Um, so when a man, it's on, I tell him, this is the word of God. I resist you, Satan. You must flee. That's just simple. The word of God. He watches over it. The enemy cannot stay. If you're in warfare, you're getting beat up. You're under torment. You can take authority over the spirits of torment. But this is simply is saying, I resist you, Satan. You have to flee. And he will flee. Just that simple. He flees. But what's even more powerful is loosing the blood. I loose the blood against you, Satan. I mean, he's tormented. He's terrified. When they even hear about the blood, demons shriek and scream and run. I mean, it's, it's all out war. Um, and it's probably our greatest weapon. People haven't thought of the blood as a weapon. And I believe the Lord really wants us to understand that it is, it is the greatest power against the enemy um, as well as anything else has the power to heal. It is actually the very thing that raised Christ from the dead. In Hebrews 11, um, in Hebrews 13, 20, um, it's, it's a benediction, but it says that, that um, the great shepherd of the sheep um, was raised from the dead by the eternal blood of the covenant. This is a wild concept. That's why the lamb was slain outside of time, before the foundation of the world. The lamb was slain outside of time so that the eternal covenant could be set in place. So that when uh, the precise moment when Christ was in the tomb, that eternal covenant would, har would hearken. His, the need for him to be raised from the dead um, it was actually the blood that was shed outside of time that 
hearkened his body to, to resurrect. Um, that is phenomenal. That's the power of redemption. That's why he was slain outside of time. So the death couldn't hold him in the ground in this natural realm. It could not hold him because the, the covenant was already set in place. It's, it's wild. Wow, Gary, that's <laughs> profound. Oh my goodness. I am going to meditate on that and go inside the, that word. You know, when you're speaking, Holy Spirit just reminded me of an encounter I had a while back, quite a while back now. And it was about what you're talking about. It's about the message of the blood. And I was, I was in the kitchen cooking. I was not actually, I was not having a very holy moment. And I literally, I was just cooking. <laughs> and then suddenly the realm opened up and Jesus was standing in front of me. And he pulled me, there were lots of things in the encounter, but the, the pertinent part for right now is, he um, he pulled me up and I found myself high above in the throne room and there were just countless numbers, you know, of people just around the throne and in one accord, over and over and over, they were all saying together, it is finished, it is finished. And they said it three times and it boomed through my spirit and I could feel it going out where the spirit of God is in all of us, millions and millions of us all around, billions of us all around the world. I, I felt the sound of it is finished booming out through because of the spirit of God through into everybody's spirit around the world. And in that moment, the infused knowledge from God was that the message of the blood is coming back center stage in our generation, in our time now. And we are going to understand revelation is going to click. It's going to drop that we are, we're going to understand the blood, what the blood has done. And it's the message that Satan fears the most, like you said, because it, uh, we overcome because of the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And that, so this is the message that he fears the most because this is us then moving in unprecedented authority to remove darkness, to literally shut it down, break the, the earth free from its bondage to decay, co-reign co with Christ, literally, to finish up the redemption of all things as he invites us to partner with him in that. So when you were speaking, I thought, oh my goodness, and I've this is that this is the message you're carrying with regards to the blood is part of that understanding that's being released to the bride right now which is so important and obviously you've been showing this for a while but it's so important right now because it activates the authority that we need to move in where we do not entertain the realm of darkness we just evict it and continue to move on in extending the kingdom with our eyes on the firmly fixed on the face of jesus so I loved what you said, the phraseology that you use then of, of you, you, you don't just plead the blood, you can release the blood. What was the actual phrase that you used? To loose the blood. To loose the blood. To loose the blood. So how can you give us an example of how we do that? Well, it's, it, it goes back to the, the, um, the principle of binding and loosing. Jesus told him, I give you the keys of the kingdom. Whatsoever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. We bind all kinds of things, mostly to demonic. But we, what do we ever lose? We don't ever lose much of anything. And that's when he began to teach me, I want you to lose the power of the blood with authority. And as you meditate on that, um, he, gives, he will give you all kinds of situations where... Uh, you can put a demand on it. In fact, you're loosing the demand uh, on it 
the leverage. It has leveraged the power to leverage situations. Um, and so it, it, it will break the back of situations. Um, it, uh, honestly, it, it will, uh, in prayer, in intercession, to use it, it will, um, the Lord will quicken it by the Holy Spirit when to use it. Um, and I don't say this lightly. I mean, this is the fear of the Lord. I, I handle the communion. I handle the blood. I handle the finished work with the fear of the Lord, with holiness and trembling. So I don't just go around loosing the blood. This is not something just to, to do carelessly or foolishly. This is, this is frightening to handle it and misappropriate it. The way he, he taught me is that we're royal priests. We're priests. These are eternal things. As the in, as as a royal priesthood, um, um. that's so powerful, Gary. Like um, one of the things Jesus has spoken to me about is that He's restoring the awe of God to us. I've been feeling the spirit of the fear of the Lord's presence helping us, and um, to enable us to steward power which is what you're talking about. We're talking about handling the most precious gift of all, which was the sacrifice of Jesus. And then being entrusted with tremendous power, absolute power that comes through the application of the blood. And so like you say, not to do that lightly, you know, not to handle the, the greatest treasure of all lightly. And he's helping us right now. And I really believe that because of what he's been showing me that we're being graced with the ability to operate in humility yieldedness surrender increased capacity to trust him and to see him as king and to operate in the awe of god again that's to to couple together with the intimacy so that we know we are his beloved but also that he's sovereign king and that is coming back so we can steward the blood you know liz probably the greatest example in loosing the blood is on my journeys, on my prayer journeys, the assignments he sent me around the world to do, um, is um, he has me go to certain places, geographic locations where something took place. He has the power to redeem breaches where, where sin caused breaches in time. He can heal the fabric of time with the blood and overturn it and ripple it forward to the future. But it, it happens... Um, on bended knee, it happens on uh, on my knees with communion in my hands, repenting for something that took place. So it's in the place of the greatest humility, with tears in that identificational repentance, um, taking it upon ourselves, weeping between the porch and the altar, with the blood applying the blood that way through tears that releases the greatest force in the universe to actually unseat principalities. I'm not out swinging my sword. I'm not out making declarations. In fact, the greatest declarations are released in brokenness and, and um, that humble place of repentance with the blood. Um, my goodness, that releases um, the greatest power uh, I've ever seen, I have countless examples of, of um, the Lord altering time, altering situations. Um, 
um, bringing refreshing, refreshing and redemption in that restoration of all things. I believe that um, it, is, um, it is through that brokenness, um, what he paid for, it's entering in to that place of his sufferings yeah. that releases that power. Wow, Gary, it's very holy and it, it, it's, the, it's the key, isn't it? It's literally like sitting at his feet, acknowledging that he is God and we are not. We are graced to be carriers of his presence, but actually apart from him, we can do nothing but reconnected and yielded, like you say, to where you're in humility on your knees, worshiping the king of glory, and then his power cascades. It's not us. His power cascades as you worship him in the beauty of holiness. It's the thing, isn't it? It's... um, displacing principalities and powers in humility out of our love for him. He does. He does. As we just agree with him as his revelation flows. So can you give us a, can you give us a snapshot of an example of, of one of the times where one of the, I know you've got many, many, many experiences that you've had with him on the prayer journeys where you've seen the fruit of, where you felt the shift, you know, you've just come out of that experience and you know 100% the Lord has just intervened in, in history. Um, you know, sure. He, um, in 2007, he began asking me, he, he said, um, he began asking me what year it was, what time is it? And I said, you know, it's 2007. He said, how many years has it been since Luther nailed the thesis on the door? And I calculated back, it had been 490 years um, since he had nailed the thesis on the door in Germany. Um, And he said, I want you to go to Wittenberg. I want you to go to repent for Luther. And I didn't know what he's talking about. Um, And so I had to, it always involves research. You know, he's always asked me, you know, whenever he's going to send me somewhere, I have to do my work um, to apply myself to understand what he's saying. They're mysteries. So it turns out in uh, 1543, three years before he died, Martin Luther wrote a pamphlet called The Jews and Their Lies. And it was the biggest mistake of his life. He wrote a little pamphlet, an anti-Semitic pamphlet called the Jews and their lies. This is a true story. And, um, and what it ended up doing is causing the expulsion of the Jews throughout Europe. And um, honestly, it caused the expulsion of all the Jews throughout Europe. And then ultimately, Hitler used it in the Holocaust. Um, the Night of the Broken Glass actually happened um, on Luther's birthday in 1938. And they held up this pamphlet to the Jews in, in the concentration camp, uh, camps to say, look what your Luther did. Look what your God did. You believe in Jesus. And I'd never knew any of this. And the Lord, I mean, it broke my heart. And the Lord said, I want you to go and uh, to stand in the gap. I want you to go to Wittenberg on the 490th 
um, anniversary to the day, 24-hour period. I want you to go to that door. I want you to go and, and stand in the gap and repent for Luther um, and undo what he did. Um, I want it's needful. And so I did. Um, I, I actually made it within the 24-hour period. And again, it takes, um, it, it's that brokenness. It's standing in the gap, weeping between the porch and the altar, um, as though I was Luther. I took it on like Jesus took it upon. Um, and people say, well, you can't repent for someone else's sins. Well, the Lord Jesus said, um, I give you the power to remit sin. So um, I did. I, I went in that time period and uh, bowed down. I mean, the tears, the, the weeping, um, sometimes it's uncontrollable, you know, the, the, at the grief of what took place and the power to put the blood on it and redeem that and turn it back. And it's rising up out of that, making the decrees that it can heal that breach in time as though it never happened. And it can wash that away and cleanse that out. And I, I believe, well, there's, it would take too much time, but there's been a series of things that have happened through the years since 2007 that are remarkable. Um, that go back to that turning point and what took place in the redemption. Um, uh, it, it's stunning. It's, that's just one example, but it's stunning. Um, and um, I received a, a message from someone that, um, um, that they had had a dream out of the blue that Luther had come up to me and was weeping he had come up to me from the great cloud and he was weeping and he was so thankful that I had, had overturned that and, uh, and what he had done in his lifetime. The grief, when he found out later what he had done, um, just to think Hitler had done that. So that's, um, there's so many more. But, but it's sweet just to think the blood can do that. The blood can... It's done it in my own family. It, um, he took me on a trip to Scotland um, with my own ancestors uh, that were burned at the stake. Um, there's countless examples where tangible things happened because God sent me to a place to apply the blood um, with weeping, asking forgiveness for what took place. Um, and seeing the blood redeem and put it back right, and it can ripple into the forward, into the future. It, it's that back to the future principle, where it go, ripples back to the future um, um, to make it functional where it had been dysfunctional. So, it's just amazing. It's amazing, isn't it? The, the absolute power of the blood of Jesus, like you say, you know. With, with Luther, that grievous mistake that he made, he, he, he brought forth something that transformed church history, but yet he was also completely blinded in another area. And the mercy and grace of Jesus to do that and begin, and begin restoration for all of the families that were devastated, all that happened as a result of that, like you say, how Hitler used that document and committed atrocities, you know, the enemy just used it. 
for evil, but then how we, we in these incredible journeys, we'll only know in heaven the fullness, won't we? But I think that's amazing that the Lord then had somebody else bring a dream to confirm to you what was going on in heaven is my understanding of that dream. You know, that literally was going on, you know, in the spirit realm. That's so amazing. Gary, thank you for sharing that. I know these are treasures of your life and they are holy before the Lord. And I think these kind of stories right now, well, they're, they're the testimony of Jesus, aren't they? You know, it's, this is what goes on in our lives and it's what he, he invites us into. And um, I think it's, it's so important for all of us at the moment to see the sovereignty of God, get a little glimpse, you know, more of the sovereignty of God, that he really is the Alpha and Omega. He is Lord of history. He is Lord of time. He, he is creator God. Like you said, you know, he can change time where the enemies come in and destroyed and, and aborted the purposes of God and brought destruction when there was supposed to be blessing. Um, you know, but it, and God, he wraps up human history in accordance with, you know, like I've said before, with the counsel of his will. So Gary, thank you. In just in closing, could I ask you to just pray that people will really begin to embrace the blood, sure. the message of the blood? Yes. Father, I just thank you for these moments, these precious moments with Liz. I thank you for the anointing right now, Father God. Um, and, and I just released it, Father. I thank you uh, for uh, the understanding of these eternal principles of the blood, the finished work of the cross. Father, there will be more, uh, the more released in understanding in the last days about the blood than uh, ever in history. And I thank you, Father. It has the power to heal, the power to, to bring hope and redemption in families and personal situations. I'm asking, Father, for uh, the revelation of communion, just personally, that would draw uh, everyone listening to a deeper place with you one-on-one -on -one, every single day that uh, they, their lives would be dramatically changed and impacted as they begin uh, doing this often with you, not out of legalism, but out of a heart to want to be near you, to want to be transformed, to want to be changed, to be made into your image. It's all about you. So I praise you for a fragrance. I pray you'd send salvation. You'd spend, send the rain of righteousness and raise up salvation in uh, lives of all listening, uh, the restoration of all things, Father God. It is your heart. You're the Redeemer, and you want us to be Redeemers. I thank you, Jesus. I release that blessing, uh, the Redeemer's blessing, the Father's blessing, on everyone listening, I pray you to empower them to stand stronger than ever in these times under the canopy of the blood and the power to loose the authority of it in Jesus' name. We agree. We agree. And that you will know with every fiber of your being, family, that it is finished and that you will go forth from Golgotha, not moving towards it, begging but for things to happen which is understandable when we're feeling weak but actually that fresh faith as Gary has been sharing I know that fresh faith has been powering up inside of you 
you know, it's, this is who our God is and he invites us into the most incredible journeys with him. As many of us know, there's always more. And so I, I thank you, Jesus, that every single one watching or listening right now of the family of God worldwide would move in to a place of a fresh level of faith in you, of trust in who you are and of understanding of the power of the blood that's available to us all the time the sovereignty of who our God is. We do not need to fear. As Gary was speaking, I could feel, and I felt before we began the show actually, that the Lord wants to break the impact of the spirit of fear off us and to understand with fresh eyes who our God is and that he is for us. He's not against us. And there is no battle going on between Satan and God. God is God. Satan and all of his cohorts are defeated created beings and when we see who we are it's game set and match the battles over identity so i thank you jesus for everybody securing who they are today and who you are the supreme god so thank you for joining us today gary thank you so much for giving us your precious time and for releasing the treasure that's in you we really honor you and we just thank you so much for being who you are bless you and bless you all for listening look forward to being with you again next week have an amazing week